stuff. Welcome to episode 17 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. The Good Stuff Kids podcast is your place to hear me talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. On today's show, I talk to Secret Agent 23 Skidoo, whose brand new album, Infinity Plus One, just came out. In addition, a new segment debuted called Explain with my buds, Corey and Jordan, who talked to me and tried to explain Pokemon Go. If you've been anywhere near a newspaper or the internet, you've heard about Pokemon Go, and I have no idea what it's about. It's a little bit lengthy, my talk with Corey and Jordan, but I think you'll find it pretty amusing. In addition, we'll have 4 plus 1 and a movie review. That's right, Zachy, the movie reviewer, saw Secret Life of Pets, and you'll hear his thoughts on that. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or thoughts or things that you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, you can find every bit of information you can possibly need at www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you at the end of the show. It's four plus one, the top four songs from my beautiful Toyota Sienna. Coming in at number four this week is I Spy by Billy Jonas. This is a great song to have in your back pocket if you're sitting at a restaurant with your kids and they're a little rambunctious and you have nothing to do. This song's great because you can use it at any given point. I spy with my little eye something that rhymes with fall. It's something in this room. It's the wall. The wall, yeah. Here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Oh, oh. Coming in at number three is the Hippo Song by Animal Farm. Ever since I got to talk to these guys, I've been listening to the Hippo Song with my kids nonstop. Coming in at number two is Hop Little Squirrel by Red Yarn. Red Yarn's talk is coming up in just a couple weeks, and I just want to make sure that you've heard some of his great music before you hear what he has to say. Well, one day, a little squirrel named Shiloh was going along, and he was feeling very hungry. So where's he going to go to find his acorns? Up a tree, a tall oak tree. And number one is The Pretzel Store by the Lori Berkner Band. Lori Berkner writes classic songs for kids, and this one came about because I was driving my kids home one day, and they said, Daddy, find a song about pretzels. Luckily, the amazing Lori Berkner came through in the clutch, and we found the pretzel song. So I went down to the pretzel store Cause I wanted to buy some pretzels Let me tell you all about their crazy shapes Twisty, curly, holy, and straight And plus one this week is It's Raining Clouds by Blockhead. When I was talking to Skidoo, it got me thinking about instrumental hip-hop and some of the stuff that I love to listen to. Hope you enjoy it. That's it for this week's 4 Plus 1. If you liked anything that you heard, you can find this on Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Music. Support these artists. Good stuff. I'm here with movie reviewer Zachy. Zachy, we just saw Secret Life of Pets. What did you think? It was pretty good. Was it as good as Angry Birds movie? They, they were both the same. Was it as good as Finding Dory? Yeah. 
Do you think that kids who are four years old can see Secret Life of Pets? Um, probably five years old. Is it a little scary sometimes? Yeah. Did you have a movie snack during the movie? Yeah, there was M&M's and popcorn and that's all. Nothing to drink? Okay. Would yeah, you... I had lemonade. Oh, okay, lemonade. Would you recommend this movie to other kids who are six and a half or seven? Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the movie? Okay, thanks for reviewing the movie for us. Welcome. It's amazing to welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. We have Secret Agent 23 Skidoo on the line. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic, man. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here, and I appreciate you taking the time to help me spread this uh, worldwide and universe-wide. You, yeah, well, universe-wide is a big theme, right? New record coming out pretty soon. That's right, man. It's all about infinity, you know? It's all about... Uh, no limits, you know? I mean, uh, parameters, but no limits. Parameters, but no limits. So we got to know where we stop and where we and where it ends and begins. But in between, who knows what we can do? Um, so yeah, tell, tell me about the new record. What's the... Uh, so you're hinting at a theme. What's the theme? Yeah. Yeah. The, the theme is that. The theme, the theme is, uh, you know, I guess that. Like, that's actually the first time I've said that is the whole parameters, but no limits. But, I mean, that's it, right? Like, there's infinite possibility, and then there's the infinite amount of shapes that that possibility takes, uh -huh. you know? So part of that, obviously, is kind of the is space, you know, and um, travel between planets and all of that. And then there's also the multidimensional aspect. There's a song on there about the multiverse, you mm -hmm. know? So that gets really infinite at that mm -hmm. point. But then it's also about the way that, you know, things play out within infinity. Things take shapes and make stories, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a song called Monsters, and um, that basically comes down to the fact of, like, you know, a story wouldn't be a story without conflict. A story wouldn't be a story without a bad guy. So it celebrates the bad guy a little bit. And, mm -hmm. you know, it does it in a comedic way of talking about, like, you know, hey, give it up for the monsters, give it up for the werewolves give it up for the vampires that's what makes the stories interesting right. but you know in a bigger way it's like that's the form that life takes right like yeah life takes the form of challenges that we have to overcome and you know it's awesome that those challenges are there because that's what refines our shape within uh you know our little piece of this infinite story mm -hmm. so um you know it's really about every aspect of the way that life takes shape within it within uh, infinity yeah I, I mean thematically i think if i if i may talk about another one of the songs on the record um the the theme of like you know shout out to the monsters shout out to the to the werewolves in the the superhero song right like the, yeah, the, the right. person doesn't know their superpower yet and like they're like anxious to find out what it is i mean you know spoiler alert right but like there's a <laughs> there's a there's a little twist at the end there and it could go a little dark but i think that the idea of like thinking about things from all different sides is a, is a big theme to this record in addition to the space and and time um so what's what is the new the new album called it's called infinity plus one infinity plus one and you you are on it right so skidoo is on it who are the other there's there's some different voices too not just yeah you. yeah so who else well, is on it what we did this time as far as um as far as the rappers go um i wanted to include the rappers that are currently on tour with us right so uh, we have, of course, MC Fireworks, my daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, she's 14 now. She's been doing it with us since she was five. Uh -huh. So that's pretty cool. You can actually, like, listen to her grow up. She sounds so grown up now. It's just crazy. Uh -huh. um, and there is... Um, so I have one girl that comes with us all the time. Her name is Debrisa McKinney. She's fantastic. She's been singing on our albums for years. 
but this is her debut rap performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my and my man uh, Ryan Barber, who does most of the East Coast shows with me, and uh, those two rap on a song called Young Soul, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a throwback to like James Brown funk and soul. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was real fun doing that stuff with them. Oh, somebody's calling me. Hold on. All right. Um, and then uh, and then we have uh, my friend from out here on the West Coast, my friend from Oakland, actually, whose name is Jay Kendall. Uh, he raps on Say Word. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's great, too, because that's the first time he's rapped on one of our albums. He's been rapping on stage with us for a little while. But, you know, finding that place for him, finding that place for his voice and his personality to really think in was awesome. Mm-hmm. So we got all that. And then as far as singing goes, we have some really interesting singers on there. Um, on the song Glimmer, which is actually one of my favorites yeah, on the whole album. That's a beautiful song. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's the song about uh, a moth who falls in love with the moon. Right. And... I really, I've been sitting on that song for like five years. I've been knowing about that song since about 2010, mm-hmm. the story of it anyway. But I was really waiting to try to figure out how to make it sound right, how to make it sound like, you know, there's something so delicate about a moth or a butterfly, right? But especially a moth because it's nocturnal. It's even somehow more delicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that whole feeling of like, if you touch the wings of a moth, then the dust comes off and they can never fly again, you know, mm-hmm. like... It's such a beautiful thing that's so uh, untouched. It's like it's like a bubble, you know what I'm saying? It's beautiful, mm-hmm. but if you touch it, you'll pop it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had to figure out the right production for that, and I had to figure out the right singer for that, and I've been waiting, and then I heard this girl's voice, and I was just like, there it is. That's the, that's the moth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, her name is Indigo D'Souza. She's uh, 18 years old from Asheville, North Carolina. She's been singing and playing guitar for a number of years now, and um, her voice is just, you know, unrivaled. Like... It's got that um, that sort of like vulnerable innocence to it, but it also has like a great deal of skill. It's weightless is what I said when I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that combined with using only pizzicato string instruments on that song. So, you know, it's only it's cello, violin, harp, and stand-up bass. Right. And then, you know, hip-hop drums. Right. But it gives it that, uh, that weightless quality, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's Indigo else i got on there oh and then we have uh we have a girl named stephanie morgan from a band called stephanie's id she's the one that sings on luctricity mm-hmm. um and that was great because i gave her the whole concept for the song and then she came back with the voice and i was like oh man you really have a character for this don't you and she's like oh yeah and i was like where's she from and she's like eastern europe and like she had a whole backstory <laughs> for the character uh-huh. that was completely different than the song wow um but she had like a theatrical element to it you know right right um and who else who else oh and uh sydney barnes who sings on uh long days and short years that dude is a uh is a soul and funk legend he's actually written for p-funk all-stars wow. and um and, and a number of other ones i mean he's that dude is old school and that dude has been around. So he came in and brought some real, you know, authentic sounds to that, you know, that, that track was kind of inspired by Charles Bradley mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff I've been hearing him do. And, uh, you know, if you're inspired by Charles Bradley, then you're going to need somebody who has some seasoning on their voice right, to right. pull it off, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm thinking through, I think, I think that's all of them. Is that all of them? Well, oh, and yeah, Secret Superhero, I sing that. Yeah, yeah. It sounds good, too. You should sing more. Thanks, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and vocally, we have uh, we have interludes from uh, a guy whose name is Hardik, um, who 
is the guy that introduced us every show in India. Right. And we loved it so much that we just recorded it and chopped it up for the interludes because it's just like, I love it, man. Like when cats have like when English in their first language, but they're also really good at what they do artistically. Mm-hmm. Like you end up getting these word combinations that you normally wouldn't get, you know? Right. And uh, idiosyncratic the way that he speaks is awesome. Yeah. So to tell me, how did India come about? You guys played like with the first ever kids festival in India or something? Uh, first ever live music kids festival. Uh-huh. So there's a couple other ones that, you know, do things for families. But the, those festivals have never had live entertainment. Like they've never had bands especially. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, really the idea of like a serious, for real bands for families, you know, that's that idea is still spreading. Right. Mm-hmm, right. Like you could say in a lot of ways, maybe that started uh, with Canada. I would mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. Um, you could also say that like the folk movement in America kind of started it as well, um, you know, and but only recently is it really picking up that kind of steam. I personally expect to see it spread uh, to Europe and then, you know, hopefully further mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, I love it. I think it's fantastic, not just for being a part of it, but I just think it's, you know, it's really cool because, you know, some people see it as like this kind of, spoiled uh boutique thing where it's like oh you know just spoiled kids getting you know getting you know this special treatment and it's like yeah this isn't this isn't a dog bakery thing you know and i mean this is this is actually seeing that that zone not only when a kid is you know between the ages of like five and ten or something like that Mm -hmm. or even like three and ten or eleven not only is that zone completely magical for them but being a parent raising a kid of that age is exactly as magical because you kind of get reborn back into this childlike mind state and kind of take that trip with them, you know? So, you know, respecting that like different phases of life are different and different sort of entertainment or, uh, you know, different, different colors on the color wheel of music Mm -hmm. and entertainment will hit you differently at different times. I think that's awesome. Right. Um, but I feel like I just answered a question that you didn't ask and didn't answer the one you did. But I love the answer. So t- <laughs> tell me, uh, you know, one thing that, that you do um, musically, you know, having listened to a lot of different music um, and a lot of like different like instrumental hip hop in particular, like like Blockhead. I don't know if you know Blockhead. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. So like I think that your pro- the production, right? So whomever, you know, I'm assuming you have a large hand in doing that, like, yeah. it's like pretty sophisticated from a hip hop yeah, standpoint, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You're not just like, you're not just dropping like four on the floor or whatever it is. Like there, there's a lot going on and there's good, you know, it kept me interested as like a musician listening to the music. So, right. so like who, 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 how does that come about? Like, what's the process for that? Well, first of all, thanks for saying that. And, you know, I, I've been trying to do that since the beginning, but I think we've really kind of reached the level of it now, uh, even more so. And that's why on the, the physical album, I put all the instrumentals on there too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think oh, the music nice. stands yeah. on its own. Yeah, 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 yeah. cool. Uh, also, that's a real early 90s hip hop thing to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the way I wish I'd do it is, um, so I'll have an idea first. And, you know, I live out in California now, but I spent 16 years in Asheville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. which has a really, really potent uh, local music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know people in that town that literally play in five bands and play every night. Uh-huh. And they just, you know, there's that much going on. So and, the, and it also embraces not only a whole lot of different genres, but a whole lot of different 
weird collaborations and kind of like hybrid genres, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that totally influenced my musical taste and my musical palette. And it also influenced the amount of people that I know, mm-hmm. um, you know, inst- uh, musicians. Mm-hmm. So, so then what I do is I come up with an idea first and then I think, all right, what, what instruments are going to portray this idea the best? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I reach out to the different musicians in Asheville and I get them on board and I come with kind of the raw idea and usually a melody hook, that kind of thing. Right. And, um, and the vibe that it's supposed to be and kind of the tempo it's supposed to be and probably what the song starts will be. And then we go into the studio uh, and, you know, we come up with it and they play a rough version of it. So we go into the studio and, you know, we've probably by this point practiced a little bit and come up with kind of the guts of it. And then we go in there and they play it. And the great thing about my method is like most of the time they don't have to play it perfectly or correctly all the way through. They just play it for a while. And then I go back and then I take that and chop it up on drum machines. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then we add uh, a lot of times we either augment it with synthetic snare kick or sampled snare kick or we completely replace the drums with that and um a lot of times i do that and then this time actually for the first time ever the two things different about this album are for the first time ever i brought in a different guy to do some of the drum production the drum Mm -hmm. machine production Mm -hmm. because i just love his style so much that i was like okay you know what let's open it up a little bit let's Uh let's free it up and so he did uh taste like space uh glimmer and say word Uh uh-huh and um, the, also the only other different thing about this album is this time one of the bands that I've been working with for a long time, who's a funk band called Your Mama's Big Fat Booty Band, <laughs> um, they are just our chemistry so tight now that when they went in, some of the takes that they did were perfect from beginning to end. So instead wow. of chopping them up, I just left them. Right. Do they um, do like the they, that's the horn section that you hear? That's the horn section. Uh, you know, it's was it drums, bass, keys, and horns, uh-huh. yeah, nice. and guitar, nice. and so you know, full funk band, but like like Secret Superhero, that's one take, right? You know, that's wow. uh, and and it's amazing because that's us coming up with it one day and then going in and laying it down the next day, yeah, wow. And um, but I like that, like I like that raw quality of it. I like that, you know, something that just got born yesterday. You know, it's got like a it's got like a a real fresh quality to it you know they haven't played it enough times to get bored of it like Mm -hmm. it's still super exciting they're still on the edge of falling off it's like a tightrope song you know yeah um but yeah so that's it so i definitely guide the production but i'm definitely also super stoked to have a whole lot of musicians that um i've been working with for years that we have a really good you know good code yeah um yeah that last last album had 30 musicians on it wow so you know that's amazing that's amazing um, so when you're on the road, how, what's the, what's the road? Like the, do you go, do you go out with the DJ? Is that, or like, like, how, how does it work? We go out with, originally we went out with a DJ, but, uh, you know, what's the hate to say it, what we found out is that the more we had a skilled DJ that could scratch and cut stuff up, yeah. the more kids just got confused. Oh really? <laughs> well, that, but that's important, right? That's important to be able to acknowledge, especially if, with the, uh, the audience that you're in front of. Right. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, it's important to understand what parts of the music that you love um, that your audience also loves. Mm-hmm. And then what parts is you just being a total nerd? Like, right. you know, <laughs> I like the Scratch Pickles. You right, know right, 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 right. Like McNester Mike. Yeah. 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 I have no problem watching Kid Koala just go off <laughs> for an hour. You yeah. Know? 
Right. But most people don't feel that way, and kids <laughs> definitely don't feel that way. Yeah, they're not into that. That's weird. No, but they're not into that. We're just that. like, you know, we pass it to the DJ, and they're like, yeah. oh, how come the song just sounds weird? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's more. that's kind of one of those things where, like, you kind of have to know technically what's happening to understand it. I mean, like a straight, you know, a baby scratch, like, you know, you know, everybody loves that. Right. But when you pass it off to a dude who's sick and he's just like, you know, and just going off, right? kids are like, what is happening? Right. Like where it would be like mind blowing for us. The kid's like, this sounds noisy. Right. Exactly. Static. What is this static? Yeah. So who are some of your influences musically? I mean, you mentioned the Asheville scene, but are there any like particular hip hop artists that you, you really love? Um, first i mean the first stuff that really hit me was like uh beastie boys right um then what really really got me into it was like native tongue mm-hmm. you know tribe called quest especially mm-hmm. uh de la soul all of that and then um krs1 also oh, yeah. really big influence you know just like nobody really controls the stage like him uh-huh. and also like his ability to take a a really complex idea and bring it into a song structure, you know, I really like that. Yeah. Um, I like those cats a lot beyond that. I love, um, let's see. I love hieroglyphics. I love, um, outcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love what, uh, living legends have done. You know, I love, uh, freestyle fellowship and the AC alone, especially, um, Man, I could go on, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most deaf. I love most oh, well, deaf. Most deaf's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing. So, um, I, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch back because there's something really interesting about the new record and and what inspired it. Um, and I, and you taught me about it in in the like as reading about it and and just as something that influenced what you were doing. The gold records. By, yeah, man. By Carl Sagan. So give the uh, the listeners, you know, the listenership here. Just like the briefest of overviews about what this is, and like, because it's uh, mind blowing, totally mind blowing, and unexpected. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I heard of this first on um, uh, Radio Lab, uh-huh. on the NPR program Radio Lab, and just like, yeah, it just hit me right in the head, man. Um, yeah, so 1977, NASA collaborates with uh, with Carl Sagan and uh, and another woman too named Andrewian. And their mission was to create essentially a mixtape that represented Earth, not mm-hmm. even just humanity, but Earth. So they had to come up with sounds that represented all of Earth, and then we're going to make it into a couple of gold records that are made to last a billion years each, and then take them and put them on spacecraft, Voyager 1 and 2, and shoot them off in different directions to go out of our solar system to hopefully eventually at one point bump into some aliens who then not only would get the record but from the little plaque that comes with it know how then from that to make a record player and then to play it and to understand what's going on that's insane (laughs) yeah it's something that only could have happened in the 70s (laughs) (laughs) but uh not only is that awesome and not only is the record itself pretty awesome but uh andrewian and carl sagan as they were trying to figure out what's going to go on the mixtape they fell in love and they got married and then stayed together the rest of his life. Wow. And uh, that's beautiful, too. Yeah, so, totally. Amazing. So when does the, when's the record release? When's it coming out? 
the 15th the 15th so, of few, july few days so a couple here. days yeah. okay so yeah. we'll 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 do a thing right um yeah so uh and summer tour plans where can we uh where can we see you yeah you can check out everything at secretagent23skidoo.com and um let's see i'm going all over the place i'm gonna do something up here world fest up in uh grass valley this weekend and then we're headed out to go do Lollapalooza soon. Oh, and then wow. we're going to go. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Whoa. Um, uh-huh. And then we're going to go do um, a bunch of upstate. Well, New York City and upstate New York stuff. And then what comes after that? Then I come back. We're going to do uh, Oklahoma City. We're going to do Asheville, North Carolina. We're doing an intensive rhyme writing uh, workshop in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there's a bunch of stuff coming up. So, so uh, that reminded me of a question I wanted to ask you. Um, do you is most of your process right? Like back to the process question, which I'm fascinated by. Are you mostly writing out your rhymes, or is it coming off off the dome, as they say? Oh god, I'm so nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like in the studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all written for uh-huh. sure. I mean, I freestyle at the shows sometimes now, uh-huh. um, which is fun, you know. Uh, but yeah, that stuff's definitely written, like. That's been the real challenge for myself that I'm enjoying is like what I'll do is so like, okay, glimmer, right? So I know that the the beats of that song are there's the moth, the moth falls in love with the moon. She starts flying towards the moon. She convinces her friends to come along. Then the moon starts waning and then her friends stop believing and then they turn back and then she keeps going. And then to me, the real moment of that song is when she's going through the blackness of there's nothing the moon is gone mm-hmm. all she can do is fly towards what she remembers you know what i mean still having faith that something's there that she doesn't even see anymore mm-hmm. and then like the moon starts to come back and i'm not going to give away the ending no, but, no spoilers um, no spoilers right no spoilers but the point being that like i had that whole song recorded before i had it written like i mean i have the music made and yeah. i've already invested in those musicians and the studio sessions and everything then i come home and i'm like okay so you got the structure you got the stuff already recorded. Now you have to be able to sit down and write this song that goes in these three sections, hits these points in this amount of time. Right. You know, and I really like, that's what I mean about no, you know, parameters, but no limit. Like, I think the best art comes from first being totally expansive and saying, I can do anything I want. And then saying, okay, and here's my challenge to myself. This is the parameters of how I'm going to do it. Right. right. You know what I mean? And then you get something real strong. Like that's how, you turn light into a laser, you know? Yeah. So, so like, yeah, that's the writing part is that for me. It's like Mm -hmm. the writing is the really confined parameter part. And then the, the thinking of it is is the wider parts, you know? Right. But yeah, as far as freestyle goes, it's like, it's so hard to make a freestyle, uh, feel as good when you hear it later as you do in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, Freestyle is like about the moment. Like you're translating the moment to a crowd Mm -hmm. and, um, it's really hard to make a freestyle work on a recording, but you know, sure. I've done once or twice with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Well, yeah. uh, best of luck with the, uh, with the record release and, and the tour. And it was amazing to, to get to know you and get to talk to you a little bit. Thanks man. Oh, can I say one other thing? Yeah, totally. I got two videos coming out and they'll be out within, when's this going to air? Uh, probably, uh, sometime next week. Okay, well, they should be out either by the time this airs or very soon after. Okay, cool. And um, I'm really stoked on both of them. We got one for Young Soul that's like a kind of a live thing, us rocking in front of like 500 people. Nice. Uh, with a couple of fantastic break dancers that have been touring with us lately. Oh, that's, whoa. 
It's like a um, whole thing. You guys have a whole really yeah, interesting we got sounding a whole show, thing. yeah. And um and the other one is for Secret Superhero. Oh, and uh all I'm gonna say is like we have the special effects guy we have a special effects guy that worked on San Andreas doing the superhero effects on it and uh it's it's gonna be i already blew my mind numerous times yeah wow it sounds awesome well uh, amazing to talk to you like best of luck and uh, can't wait to you know for everyone else to hear the record it's great stuff yeah i appreciate that man brand new segment with my buds, Corey and Jordan. Hi, Corey. Hello. Hi, Jordan. Hello. And you guys are um, radio professionals. I wouldn't call yeah, it professional. Yeah, I wouldn't call it professionals. <laughs> we, have, we are uh, two hosts, um, two of the three hosts on our show at school. Okay, and where do you guys go to school? We go to school at uh, Embry-Riddle. It's in Daytona Beach, Florida. What are you guys um, studying? Uh, I am studying aeronautical science, uh-huh. which means that it's our, it's our pr- pilot program there, so I'm getting a degree. I do a lot of aerodynamics and stuff like that, and then I'm also getting my pilot's licenses. Wow, okay, and you? I'm studying uh, aerospace engineering. It's rocket science, actual rocket oh, science. Oh, actual real-life rocket the real, science. The real stuff. Yeah. Uh, perhaps one day we'll get into that, but right now the reason why we're talking is because you guys need to you guys need to shed some light on something that I don't understand, and I know that a lot of people who listen to the Good Stuff Kids podcast may not understand, and that is, what what is Pokemon Go? Explain it. Pokemon Go is the dream uh-huh. of all the kids who grew up in the early 2000s playing the first Pokemon games like blue, green, Yellow, eventually crystal, uh, crystal all emerald, all sapphire, the... all those what? good games. Why are you telling me these colors? What does that have to do with anything? So each Pokemon game in each generation had different colors and they started basic. The first 3 were blue, red, green and then eventually it went to yellow and then the next generation they were like well what are we gonna do now we'll do fire no no they um the next colors they did it was uh sapphire and ruby right Mm -hmm. those were the next ones and then it was crystal and emerald because they ran out of basic colors to use and they're like what are we gonna do now Uh and now they're on like generation seven and they're using pokemon sun and moon Pokemon so Yeah, so it's this is the real game though. This is this uh-huh. isn't Pokemon Go. This is something you play on like your Nintendo DS uh-huh. or, like like so we just recently bought two uh two DSs <laughs> so we could play the new Pokemon games that are out. Okay, so um, you you're taking this to like a whole new level. We're explaining oh, yeah. like where it started. You, okay, so there's, okay. there's an origin for everything. There's an origin for everything, right? I understand that. Yeah. But um Pokemon Go. Well, well hold on. Oh, we're, <laughs> so, we're so there all fast. these colors are like if I were to go to GameStop and I was like, I want Pokemon Sapphire. They'd be like, Yeah, yeah, no problem. Here you go. Well, see, with that, they would be like, Now, do you want the original Sapphire or, or the, the, new the one? remake, the Alpha Sapphire? <laughs> well, what's the we difference? just bought the remake. <laughs> we bought the remake. We played the original as kids, and now we want the remake, oh, so we can do it again. My goodness. Okay, okay. So this is this may be its own. Th- I don't. I don't know if we're gonna get to the bottom of this. There's a lot that I have to learn. So, what is Pokemon Go? So. Pokemon Go is a mobile application now, um, where essentially instead of playing on your DS, where you like explore this land and you catch these Pokemon and you battle and train and do all this stuff, it's now on your phone, um, and then you essentially battle and train and do all this stuff, but in the real world, it's li- it's linked to Google Maps, and then so everything is in real world. Like there, if you go down the hill, uh, off camp, uh-huh. there's a gym. Um, and there's like all these different like 
pokey they're called pokey stops where essentially you like go and you can like Re- replenish your pokeballs and like your potions and stuff like that. My potions. Your potions. I need to replenish you, my potions. You use potions to heal your Pokemon oh, after right. they battle. They get injured. You gotta heal them. So okay, okay, okay. Let me let me take that this was in, a lot. Yeah. Let me yeah, let me take this in chunks here. So we are um we're at Camp Newman, right? That's right. where we're spending our summer. And how many people would you say are playing Pokemon Go at camp? Right? Um, I know a ton of staff are playing. Would you say that the the percentage of people Playing Pokemon Go at camp is greater than the percentage of people not playing Pokemon no, Go. No, only because no. most kids get their phones taken away. I mean, okay, but, so say of people who are eligible to play, right? So like staff, everybody, everybody, everybody except a large percent for <laughs> you, right? <laughs> everybody except for you. So the 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 thing is, everybody either plays it and they like it, or they downloaded it to see what all the hype was okay. about. And then there's you. And then there's me. Because I just, I just need you to explain it. It is the it. number one app in the world. Or yeah. after, oh, five, in days. after yeah. five, five days. After five days. In U.S. history. It Candy Crush. It Candy Crush. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I go to, like, sports websites mm. often. That's, like, my go-to. Mm-hmm. And on one of my favorite ones, there was five articles about Pokemon Go on mm-hmm. a sports website. This is, like, I've never seen something take off in such a viral way. So it's because they already had the base. Yeah, everyone who played Pokemon growing up wanted this game they've been asking for it forever forever, and then it was announced like a year ago oh okay and then it's just been slowly gaining gaining and then it's like hey release today and everyone freaks out downloads plays servers crash Uh uh-huh it's It's so intense they can't build servers fast enough really to, to handle the players did you know that this game was coming Yes. I knew the game was coming. You knew the game was coming. So it wasn't like you had your eye on it, sort of. Oh, I had. I was the first to download it. Really? I didn't know when it was being released, like uh-huh. what official day. Yeah. I knew it was coming soon. Uh-huh. And I heard on Facebook from one of my friends, he was like, Pokemon Go is available. Go download it. Uh-huh. Went and downloaded it, and I haven't turned back since. <laughs> No, it's well, so much fun. Well, needless to say, I'm definitely worried about both of you. Now, tell me, tell me what a um, what a Pokemon gym is, because that sounds atrocious. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the whole the whole premise of Pokemon, is, like, there's the TV show that came out in '96, uh-huh. um, and then like from the beginning, it was you catch a Pokemon. He's your friend. He's your partner, right? You train him. He gets stronger. You get stronger, um, and then you use him in battle. Now, once you are, you can battle other trainers, and that's one thing to do, but what you do is you go and battle the pros, essentially, big air quotes here, um, <laughs> who own these gyms, and they have a specific type, like they're like rock type, water type, something like that, and you have to go in, and they're like the good guys, you like, you have to go in, and you fight them, right? In Pokemon Go, however, there are three teams, okay. red, blue, and yellow, Okay. Um, and those, like that's three teams worldwide. Okay. And so... A color will own a gym, and you put you put your own Pokemon that you've raised in there. Okay. And then other people can come and challenge your gym. Yeah. So mm-hmm. are, are you guys on the same? Yeah. We are on the same team. Uh, for camp, we we made it a unofficial thing, unofficial official thing that staff was red team. I'm not doing this. I was tempted to do this, but yeah. I'm not doing this. If I downloaded the app, could I choose what team I was on? Yes. Uh, once you reach level five. Oh jeez. Yeah, it's a lot. It takes of some. It takes some playing. Yeah. <laughs> You can't just go in and start battling gyms. You have I to can't. prepare. Oh, yeah. So if I go into the gym, is it like push-ups? No, you it go like, in and you, no, you, you fight, fight the gym leader's Pokemon. Who's the gym leader's Pokemon here where we are? Right, it's us. Right now, it's I'm one of the gym leaders okay. because you can only have one Pokemon in a gym. But you can have multiple Pokemon in multiple gyms, but only one Pokemon per gym. 
Right now, I'm a gym leader. Uh-huh. Maddie Gaskin's okay, a gym leader. Shout He's out to the head He's gym leader. He's the best on camp right now, which is crazy because he had no he had, he didn't know what Pokemon was before the game started. Yeah, he got into it. And he got into he's it. the best. And he's the best. And I believe uh, our friend Gabe Robineau, who is currently asleep. I'm not, I gotta say, like you, you guys are being very, very clear and very concise. I still have no yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> so who, who are Pokey, Pokemon? How do you even say it? Pokey characters. Pokey, Pokemon po- are the monsters. monsters, if you will, the animals of uh-huh. the world, and each one's different. They, they have different species, if you will, and okay. they have different genders within there. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Okay. Um, okay. But each one has their own names, stuff like that, uh-huh. and no each, characteristics on. Their own types. So some are water, some are fire, and they're yeah. all these different stuff. They're all based on different things. The original um, Pokemon, when it first came out, were very basic elements like water, uh-huh. fire, okay. earth, or like ground, rock, stuff like that. And then it gets more and more intense because you know they're trying to innovate, trying to make new things. So now they have fairy, they have dragon, dark, they have dragon, oh, they have Ghost. flying ghosts. <laughs> There's so obviously many. all these different stuff. Obviously, okay. So who's your favorite? Pokey care. Po- I'm not trying to, to 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 make it sound like I'm making fun of you guys, but yeah. I'm making fun of you guys. Who is your favorite Pokey character? That's that's a tough one. Oh no, it's not. There's 700 of them. <laughs> there are 700 there are seven, different characters. 700. No, I think there's 711 to be exact. Some of okay. them are really cool. Uh-huh. Like they they like worked really hard on it and they got it right. Uh-huh. Some of them are super lame. You can tell they were running out of like time or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, there's one. Um, there's one that's honestly just a sword, and then it <laughs> evolves into double swords, and okay. then from there it evolves into a sword and shield. Okay. There's one that's just an ice cream cone. <laughs> well, I kind of like and that And then one. eventually he becomes like a double scoop ice cream <laughs> a cone. A double scoop, and then, and then it becomes into two. three okay. like ice so, cream cones. So, all right. Okay. So but, you get you go and you try to catch yeah. Pokemons. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to get the game, yeah. do I catch just one, and then that's the one I'm rolling no. with? You, you can start, catch as many yeah. as you. The, the, so I got the whole stable. premise is catch them all. It's yeah. a song. No, I under, it's a song. Gotta catch them oh, all. Please, by the way, catch them all. Sing it. Pokemon. That was only the end. Oh, that's only the end. So the song's too long for. Okay, for, right, for great. Um, <laughs> okay, so I have a stable of Pokemons. Okay, so I think I, I may have a. I may you have actually a, keep them in what's referred to as boxes. <laughs> You you, oh, okay. you send them to a professor uh-huh. via computer. Oh, obviously. You teleport them. <laughs> obviously. Oh, and they're oh, kept in boxes, them. but like in the you... cartoon, they're kept out in pastures, oh. wonderful green farms. So free-range free Pokemon. Ra- yeah. So I have six Pokemon on me at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a box? No, no you, like they're essentially, each of one of them has their own ball. Uh-huh. They're in an orb. Oh, and then oh, contains oh, them. Okay. And then through some whatever magic... Technology, Pokey magic, Pokemagic Pokemagic. stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then you can carry six, six of these Pokeballs on you at any time. Okay. Um, the rest of them get sent electronically because it's possible somehow in this yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, to, to a the, professor. To professor. And then the professor keeps like holds on to them for you essentially. We've explained many people this game already, and they're asking us theories all day long. I've, today I got asked by three different people like, Corey, if I have this, uh-huh. what should I do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And are you patient when people come to you yeah, with this? Yeah, I love talking about it. Sometimes <laughs> That's I why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> For me, sometimes I am because I get a lot of campers who come up to me uh, and they're like, oh, you got the Pokemon Go's on your phones? Uh-huh. And hey, you like, got games on your phone? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, but go where you're supposed to be. Uh-huh. Go I, somewhere else. I took um, I took my, my son. You guys know him. I, mm-hmm. I, t- I took him to uh, see The Secret Life of Pets. 
and uh, we were, awesome. we're like walking up to the window and I see the kid's got his phone and I, I was like I just made a bet with myself yeah. I'm like he is playing Pokemon Go oh yeah and he was playing That's Pokemon awesome. Go it's number one it's in the US number I, one in the US it, it's soon na- I'm soon like internationally I guarantee you oh yeah sure because people are playing it it was it was released in other countries before it was released in America okay and, and then, then now it's being released in other countries like so like the UK got it I think last week we uh-huh. got it two weeks ago uh-huh. France got it today along with some other countries okay but like Japan got it first right um, and just so, it's it's everywhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere a- except for anywhere near me. Name some things that are in Pokeballs. Name the Pokemon. Is uh, fine. Name the Pokemon. Name, okay, so and let me t- let me. I will ask you occasionally if the if what I'm thinking of a Pokemon is actually Pokemon. Go okay. ahead. Jolteon. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a whole family of dog type Pokemons oh. that starts off as a basic normal type and uh-huh. then evolves into others. So like the the whole thing is like a Pokemon can evolve. Sometimes they don't evolve. Sometimes they do. Um, most of the time they have an evolution. Uh-huh. Um, and you do that by gaining experience, and they eventually level up and they and they evolve, right? And they have different evolutions, more powerful than the last. Uh-huh. Um, and then. Uh, this one in particular <laughs> has like ten. It's crazy. <laughs> has like every, ten. Every type of Pokemon. Uh-huh. There's a type that that one transforms into. So there's a ghost into. type. There's a fairy. Oh. Type, there's a oh. water type. There's a fire yeah. type. So there's Jolteon's a, one of them. He's yeah. an electric type. Uh-huh. Flareon's fire. Flareon. Vaporeon's water. But these are all re- related to. These oh, all originate. They all the stem Pokemon. from the same it's kind of baby. Plopatron. <laughs> Plopatron. Is, sure. that, is that what it's called? No. no. What was it called? Eevee. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Flopatron. Okay. That's a Pokemon now. <laughs> what? That's a Transformer. That's a whole nother. That's. What is Pikachu? Pikachu is a large mouse Pokemon uh-huh. that is yellow with bright red cheeks that uh-huh. shoot electricity. So, like, I can picture that guy. That guy. Yeah, you, is he, you see is he the most famous yes. Pokemon? Yes. Yes. So, is he? Is he like the kind of dude that's like? Oh, I'm a cute little Pikachu, but then I get fierce? Yeah. 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 The whole premise of the TV show follows one trainer who was late getting all the other starters. Like, when, well, you, it's like, when you begin, the like, your training, uh-huh. you go into a professor and you're like, hey, I want to start, can I get a starter? And usually there's one of three types, water, grass, and fire. Uh-huh. He was all out that day because he showed up, he in. overslept uh-huh. and showed up late. He's like, dude, I'm all out of Pokemon. He's uh-huh. like, I give me whatever you got. I don't care what it is. Oh, and he was like so excited to get one of the three starters. He's like, I don't, I don't care what it is. Just give me something. And he's like, well, I have this one. Uh-huh. That's, but he's like, he doesn't like people. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I'll take it. Oh jeez. And so it's, it's, it's this Pikachu who he eventually becomes best friends with. Uh-huh. And Pikachu like kind of gets over his like whatever attitude. And yeah. they like then travel together, and they become best friends. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's been his like number one Pokemon through every series. So like even though he's catching new Pokemon, he's, he's always got his party. Like that's what they call it. Oh, okay. um, the party, the party is the six. The yeah, party the party is the six. Okay. So the, the like they're always changing, and he's always sending some home, and like like the story is always changing every time he goes to a different like region. Essentially, yeah. um, Pikachu's always there. He's always the main premise. Okay, so. How do I... Okay, here's your job right now. I'm going to set a timer on my phone. Okay. You have 45 seconds to convince me to put this app on my phone. On your mark. Get set. Hang on, I have to figure out how my phone works. On your mark. Get set. Go. All right, look. So this is how it's going to go. Okay. 
You're gonna download this app on your phone. It's awesome. It's gonna get you out of the house. They're gonna get you walking around. It's fun. You get to go meet new people. You get to throw things. I mean, it's great. It's fun. You also get to interact with your son more. I. Everybody loves Pokemon. I'm sure Zacky loves Pokemon uh -huh. as well. Uh -huh. So, like, if you get it, he'll be like, "Hey, let's let's use your phone. Let's go." You get him active too. You don't want your son growing up as like, "I'm gonna be a couch potato." Now's the time where everything's switching around. If you're playing video games, you're outside. You're not inside on the couch. It's, it's VR, virtual reality, video games, man. It's at you out and active and ready to go. Yeah. Nerds are no longer skinny, <laughs> pale, and greasy haired. They're out there. They got. Buff. Ripped calves. They are <laughs> oh, amazing. Did you say ripped calves? Yeah. Ripped calves. <laughs> They're just <laughs> so but but so like the big thing with the game is is that people are outside. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like so I hold up my phone and and then I go should we go find one? And we we can do that. I got my phone. We don't even we probably we probably don't even have to leave these seats, which is we'll, great. Oh. Which is kind of like contradictive to what I just said yeah. about getting active. <laughs> what about my real thighs? I mean, calves or whatever it was. <laughs> well, see, they pop up randomly. And okay. so if you log into the game like me and Corey are sometimes doing. They're, sometimes they're near you, sometimes they're further away. What yeah. if there was one like on my head and I did not I know? can take a picture Could of that it. happen? I yes. could take a picture you of take you a with this Pokemon. Mm -hmm. All right, let's hope that that happens. Because <laughs> that would be wonderful. That would be the weirdest. Like, doesn't freak you out at all that like... There could be like a Pokemon sitting in that chair and you don't know it. Like, time's wasting here, right? Like, there yeah. could be. I'm missing. We've missed out on plenty of Pokemon. You don't have to remind us. We're sad already. Because <laughs> yeah. there was a time in my life. <laughs> in in this reality of Pokemon, I could put oh, it in. Well, a let's uh, let's make real sure that Pokemon is not real. You know that, okay. right? Yeah. You said this reality of Pokemon. No, no, I no, just so, want to check. Yeah, the reality you of Pokemon, not our reality. <laughs> oh, okay, making sure that you knew that. We there can't was turn a animals into data. I wish that'd be great. <laughs> Uh, by the way, if I had a picture right now to, to share with the listeners, it's us on our phones. It's you guys on your phones trying to get onto the server. Okay, okay, we're rolling, we're rolling. Jordan has his pokies up, and he's saying that we're sitting in kind of a triangle type situation, yeah. and he's saying that basically on Ted's on the chair next to the recording thing is something called an Eevee, and he's flicked a thing. That's, oh, that's the pokeball. A pokeball. And it and hit it, him. And, and it it, hit him. I'm trying to capture him now. Okay, so now he the... can break out. The ball is shaking. But, nope, I've got him. He's oh, you've got him. Yep. Okay, so now we've got him. Now where does he go? He does goes... He go to, does he go to the professor? He goes into your Pokedex. But, no. What the, uh, I well, don't see, know what a Poke... Ted's see, here, by the way, now. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to Ted. See, he's a uh, CP level uh, 45, okay. which is absolute trash. Oh, for we don't want that. Level, can we set him free? Level 11. No, what I'm going to do is... It's called transferring. I personally call it retiring uh -huh. because they go off to wherever. Yeah, and they just um, retire. And you never see them again. But okay. they leave you with a piece of candy, which is named after them. Yeah. And you use that candy to train your higher level of that, of that same type. Uh, so I just transferred that Eevee. Oh, my gosh. Are those all the ones you have? Those are. I they're have in a, 50 They're Pokemon. in a box at the professor's house? Yeah. They're okay. just waiting. I've got... <laughs> I got three Flareons <laughs> and a Three Flareons, a Jolter. Why you, why you haven't transferred any of the Flareons? Because you know you never know when you need you Flareons. You don't want to transfer. I mean, they're also like they're, they're one high of level, my high. so we just drop them off at different gyms throughout the town. Yeah, just drop uh, them. So it's nice to like leave higher levels. I've got a Clefable. Yeah. That's a fairy can see, Pokemon. Can, can I see if there's another one around here? The only other Pokemon. I saw a Dragonite yet uh, yesterday near the. Uh, yeah, we heard. 
Yeah. My game wouldn't load for me, but there's a Rhyhorn, which like is like a metal version of a rhinoceros. Yeah, where's that at? That is three I'm gonna go steps my, away. It shows dragon. footprints. And okay. it's three footprints uh-huh. away, which means it's kind of a hefty walk. It's probably down by the cafeteria from uh, here. No, that is three not steps? Happening. Yeah. All the way down there? No, I would... Well, definitely past the pool. So would that would that dude be harder to catch than uh, the other guy you just got? It depends what level he is. The CP level is combat the combat power. power, and the higher the combat power level, the harder it is going to be to catch. Because it's a stronger Pokemon. Okay. Like, but when you have it, what's this ball? Get this off. Right. So like, like breaks out. So but once you throw the ball, right? Because I saw you throw the ball, and I mm-hmm. saw the something happened, and the, and then your small friend got caught in the ball. You can't do anything on your end. It's total. Luck if the yeah. the thinger stays in the ball. So yeah, the, in the game, in both games, it's all it's a statistic, right? It's uh-huh. that um, based on the in the video game, yeah. based on the Pokemon's health, um, like it has like a health bar. Uh-huh. Um, based on its health bar uh, and the Pokeball you've chosen, like there's like stronger ones that are like harder to break out of. Okay. Um, there's a, like a chance, so it like rolls essentially rolls the dice. Like with this ball and this HP, there's like a 33% chance you're gonna catch it, right? Yeah. Or, or like with this health and this, there's like a hundred percent chance you catch it, right? And it's all based on, that's what it's based on. But in this game, because there's no health, um, there there is health, but it's all based on combat power. Uh huh. The higher the combat power, the harder the Pokemon is to catch. And so they, it pretty much rolls Oof. a statistic every time of like, um, yeah. Um, if it's like at this level, it's probably like you know five percent. But if it's at this this level, it's up towards like ninety percent oh catch God. rate. All right. Wow. Is that it? That's the one. Yeah, right, cool. that's the one. <laughs> I think if, like, if you were the type of person that could, like, get really obsessive about something, mm-hmm. this sounds like it could be pretty amazing. It's a, um, it's a, I'm still not convinced about Poke Gyms. Pokemon <laughs> Gyms seems weird. Um, but I think that uh, you guys were the right people to, to explain this oh, to Oh, we me. love this game. As always, thanks for listening to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Again, anything that you need to know about this podcast can be found at www.goodstuffpod.com. I want to thank Secret Agent 23 Skidoo. I want to thank Corey and Jordan. I want to thank Zachy for his movie review. I want to thank Josh the Lawyer, wherever he may be. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Stuff.